Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over what you should do with those service accounts on your route that are really high consumers of chemicals. And you know the pools I'm talking about. You're adding chlorine every week. So I'm going to go over some things you can do to kind of mitigate the cost of these accounts. And I'll go over maybe the simplest thing you can do, which is drop the account. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And this would be just a one minute recording if you just drop the account and move on. But there's a lot of things you can do to maybe salvage the account. And there's a certain way that you need to drop this account without maybe getting a bad Google review or a Yelp review. So I'll go over that also, because I think that's an important aspect when you drop an account, that you have a good reason to do that. And there's ways to drop an account with the customer canceling also. So there are certain pools that you're going to run into that use a lot of chemicals. And there are many reasons why you're adding chlorine to the pool on a constant basis. It could be the surface issues. Now if the pool has cracks in it, chips in the plaster, This could cause algae to grow and get embedded in there. And this definitely is going to cause you to add more chlorine because you're constantly fighting algae. So if there's a surface issue that's causing the problem, it may have also some scale or even some etching from having really low pH in there. And this is, you know, just a great place for algae to kind of cling to the surface. Then this is a problem. There's not much you can do. I mean, there's a few things you can do for a pool like this. If there's no chips or cracks in it, but the surface is rough or etched, you may be able to drain that pool or suggest draining that pool to the customer, acid washing it, and actually sanding the surface down to smooth it out again. That may help, but that's a lot of work when you can just drop the account and move on at that point. So with a really bad surface, you have really little choice but to drop the account and move on unless they want to do some drastic things like replaster the pool or resurface the pool or even just have you drain it and sand it down that might move the needle. That's going to be pretty expensive. So one of those things that you're going to have to address with them because it's not only an acid wash, but you have to power sand it, which takes six to eight hours, you know, in an average size pool. And it's a lot of work and you may not want to do that again. You just may want to drop it and move on. Another factor is really old water with really high cyanuric acid in it, which is very common. So if the pool has really high cyanuric acid levels, I'm talking when you do the test, you do the cyanuric acid, maybe you're doing the test with the little vial and you're looking at the dot. If you do that and you don't see anything and you dilute it and then you dilute it again, then you're looking at like two or 300 parts per million of cyanuric acid. In that case, this is the reason why the pool is not holding chlorine. It just has way too much cyanuric acid in there. I wouldn't say it has chlorine lock. That's kind of a myth in the industry that's kind of been debunked by Bob Lowry. But I would say that the chlorine is, of course, a lot less effective. So you're going to need a lot of chlorine in the pool 
to make it effective. And so according to Bob Lowry again, he came up with this formula of free chlorine to the cyanuric acid level. So your free chlorine should be 7.5% of your cyanuric acid level. So if the cyanuric acid level is at 300 parts per million, you're going to need 23 parts per million of free chlorine in that pool every week to prevent algae from growing and to allow the chlorine to hold in that pool. So the only option in this case is to drain that pool and just start over with fresh water. Currently in my area in California, we don't really have serious water restrictions, thankfully, at this point. So you can drain a 15,000 gallon pool. It's going to cost the customer maybe $120 for the water because there are tiers that you're going to reach and you're going to go over that level. But it's not an amount that's not sustainable or affordable, I should say, for the customer. So I would say suggest draining that pool and starting off with fresh water. That's the easiest way to lower the cyanuric acid level down. Now there's some talk about the cyanuric acid being kind of embedded in the plaster. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but you can definitely do a light acid wash. You don't have to do anything serious to the plaster to get the cyanuric acid off the plaster and then refill it. But there's no other solution really except to drain a pool with a high cyanuric acid like that because that's what's causing the pool not to hold chlorine in it. So if the customer is willing to drain the pool and start over with fresh water, I would say you can probably salvage that account. If they're not, you're just throwing too much money at the pool. And I would say that's not going to be a viable solution. You know, by keeping it and keep putting chemicals in, you're going to lose a lot of money with that account with the high cost of chlorine right now and the fact that it keeps increasing. And of course, it's going to be probably increasing throughout the summer. So for that customer with the high cyanuric acid, there's only one option, drain it or move on and drop the account. Another high use, another way that chlorine is used up in the pool is a pool with high use. And so if the customer is heating their pool to 80 degrees or 85 degrees in the summer, I should say, or 90 degrees, which I've had some customers do that in the past, then you're going to be using a lot of chlorine in the pool because they're using that pool a lot. They may be having, you know, neighborhood kids in there or just having major parties every weekend. And that's a big chlorine usage. Airbnb is another high chlorine usage type pool. In that case, I would suggest to the customer that you're going to raise the rates to kind of compensate for the cost of the chlorine. If they're okay with that, and then you can keep that customer and just factor in the price of the chemicals as if they were a commercial account. And then you would just charge them retail price for the chlorine they're using in the pool. Another option is to charge them every month for a certain amount of chlorine and leave it at the pool site which I've done before. I've left a bucket of CalHypo there and you can leave liquid chlorine there. And that way visually they can see the extra chemicals that are there at the pool site. And they may add some chlorine during the week to kind of help you with the fact that, you know, the heavy usage, sometimes you can't get there and the pool is turning and so they can add some chlorine for you. So leaving it there is another option, which I've done before. And so if the high cost of chlorine for that pool is due to usage, two things you can do, raise the price or sell the customer the chemicals on the side at retail price and then add that to the bill every month. It's going to cause a little more billing because the cost is going to fluctuate depending on usage. I think in most cases, just raising the rate to cover the cost of the chemicals is an easier solution, but you can do either or in that case. A pool with a lot of trees over it that causes heavy debris is also another reason you're going to be using a lot of chemicals in that pool. So this is a pool where you get there every week and you're using your vacuum system. The skimmer basket's completely plugged up with debris every week. And, you know, it's just one of those frustrating accounts. You can do several things before dropping this pool. You can have the customer trim their trees, which is a huge way 
to lower the amount of debris that falls in there. There's an amazing amount of leaves in the tree that when you trim it will come off and won't fall in the pool anymore. And so that's the first suggestion to the customer. Hey, can you please have the tree trimmer? Probably don't want to say it like that, but you know, let them know that you want to, you suggest, you highly suggest they trim the trees because using a lot of chemicals or you're going to pass that cost onto them. And this may motivate them enough to trim the trees. And the next thing you can do is try to set the pool up to handle the heavy debris. One device that I think is really underrated in the industry is called the pool skim. And you can buy this on Amazon or I think their website's Pool Skim USA, something like that. But the Pool Skim is a great device that connects to the return line of the pool and it acts as a secondary skimmer and it works extremely effectively. It's pretty amazing how this thing works and it'll have a, it'll leave a pool with heavy surface debris pretty much spotless every week. So that's one option that you can have is to install this device and this can help offset some of the debris that gets in the pool. Another thing you can do is have the customer empty the skimmer baskets you know, every day or every couple of days, that does help also. But if any of those don't work, if you can't get the customer to trim the trees, they don't want to install a pool skim. And by the way, I should mention you need to have one and a half inch threaded return lines in most cases for this to work and more than one return line. And if you can't mitigate the debris with that, then I would suggest probably dropping this customer unless they want to pay, you know, the higher rate to cover the chemical costs. But then you have a pool that's going to take you a lot of time to clean every week. So you may not want the pool for that reason. So there's probably a few other reasons, but the last one I'll touch on here is poor running equipment or old equipment. If the pool has a really old filter or a really old pump that's not really working effectively, getting the customer to upgrade with a new filter and a new pump is probably the easiest way to salvage this account. Now, if they're unwilling to purchase a new filter or a new pump at this time, there's really not much you can do except raise the rates to cover the chemical costs and maybe, you know, let the customer know that if they do get new equipment, you'll give them a little break on the install, maybe take 10% off of it just to get the new equipment in there and get the pool running effectively. But if they're not willing to pay more for service because they're a heavy chemical usage pool, and believe it or not, having a poor running pump and filter is a pretty huge contributing factor to high chemical usage in a pool. You may not think or correlate, you know, an old filter, an old pump as being the problem, and why you're putting so much chlorine in the pool. But it is one of the biggest contributing factors. It's one of the big three, I think. I say that for last, I'm not sure why, but it probably should have been moved up a little bit in this podcast. So if they can change the equipment, you can keep that account. If they're unwilling to change the equipment, you can raise their rates. If they're not willing to pay a higher rate, you have to drop the account. So let me switch over to some effective ways in getting the account off your kind of negative ledger here because of all the chemicals you're putting in there. And it may be an account where the employee is servicing it and they're dumping in, you know, four gallons of liquid every week or five pounds of Cal Hypo, putting in tabs, you know, whatever they're doing to maintain the pool or if it's your own account, you're bleeding money at this point because of the high chemical cost. You need to get it off the books, basically. But you have to drop it in a way to where the customer is not going to be offended by the fact you dropped it. I think the easiest way to do this And this depends, of course, on where the pool is located with your other pools on your route. But what I usually tell customers is I'll give them a letter saying, unfortunately, you know, Mr. Jones, I'm not going to be able to service your pool going forward. This will be the last month I'll service it up to the end of this month. I'm kind of consolidating my route and I'm moving it tighter because I'm driving, you know, because of the high cost of fuel and other factors. 
I'm driving too far out and I want to make my route tighter and bring the pools in to a tighter area. So unfortunately, your pool falls out of my new service area. And as of the end of this month, I'll no longer be able to service your pool. If you would like me to recommend someone to you, I'll send someone over there to give you an estimate for service. I apologize for this, but I hope you understand due to the high cost of fuel and the high cost of operating the business. And this is something that's unfortunate in today's environment and today's economy. And I apologize for any inconvenience. So that's the best way to do it, I think. And you're not being dishonest because once you drop that account, he is going to be outside your new service area because you are going to make it tighter. Now, the only caveat here is if you do like a pool in the, you know, in the neighbors right across the street or a block away and he sees you there, that's a problem. So hopefully he is someone who is kind of, you know, a mile away from your next account. And you can honestly say that he's outside your service area now. I think that's a lot easier than saying, you know, I've tried to maintain your pool and you're not being, you're not willing to, you know, pay more. You're not willing to fix this or fix that. Some of the issues I talked about earlier, you can, any of those you can drop in there. And if you kind of accuse the customer of not doing his part of the thing, then that's a problem. And you're, you're definitely going to run into someone who may leave you a negative review because you're kind of accusing them of causing the problem. Even though they are causing the problem, by you accusing them or using that as a reason for dropping the account, that kind of highlights it. And in their head, they're thinking, okay, you know, this guy, he's a terrible service company. I'm going to leave him a bad review. So you're going to get people that get a little aggressive when you lay anything at their feet. Who knows what happened and why they think that way. But I found that whenever you say something, even as little as I noticed the last two weeks, the water level has been low in the pool. And as you know, the equipment doesn't run effectively and algae develops and I have to use more chemicals in your pool. Can you please add water to your pool? Sometimes by saying it like that, the customer thinks that you're blaming them for the algae and the problems with the pool, which you kind of are because, you know, the low water is something that they need to take care of. But by phrasing anything like that and by, again, dropping the account, which is something big in a lot of people's eyes. Hey, you're not going to service my pool anymore. What's going on? So some of that you have to mitigate by just kind of soft pedaling it by saying they're out of your service area. And I think that's the best way to do it. I do that effectively all the time. You know, you're out of my service area now, which they are. They'll be out of the service area once you drop them. And so bottom line, blaming is not going to really help you when you go to drop the account. Really explaining the problem is not going to help you either because you're not going to be able to grasp the fact that, hey, you know, my pool has a 300 parts per million cyanuric acid level in it. Well, you're the problem. You're the reason why. You've been doing my pool for a year and you didn't lower the cyanuric acid level. They don't understand how difficult that is without draining the pool. And so you can't really explain to them the reason why you're going to move on except for that reason. Now, the, the pools with really high debris and foliage you can't say to these customers either that you're dropping the account because, you know, you're like in the jungle. You're thinking Tarzan's going to come out of the tree in any minute. You know, this this is not something they want to hear. If they're not taking care of their trees and not trimming them to begin with, you saying that you're dropping the account for that reason is just going to kind of, you know, put a needle in their side and they're going to just leave you a bad review. And of course, if you really have a tight route already and they're like within a mile of your house, I know your home address or your P.O. box then that out of the service area thing's not going to work. And then I would just kind of switch gears and say that, you know, you're going to cut about 20% of your accounts down because you're overloaded. And they're unfortunately one of the accounts you have to cut out and you can refer someone to them to take over the account. I mean, you could probably 
use that excuse effectively without too much pushback, as long, again, as you're not doing like to pull across the street or something like that. And if either of those two methods aren't going to be effective, what you can just do is raise your service rates, you know, to a point where they'll drop the account. You'll know the customers, you'll know what they can tolerate. And so if you add $40 a month to the service, which would help mitigate the chlorine costs, of course, if they do stay on. But if you're charging 140 and you raise it to 180 chances are they're going to quit service on you. And that's kind of an easy way to get out of it too. And so sometimes just raising the price to a level that's going to just push them away is an effective way to do that. Because you're losing money, you're going to have to do something like this. It's not drastic to drop an account. You just have to do it to where you're not offending the customer. I would probably not use the real reason you're dropping it in a lot of cases because they may take offense to that. Hey, you know, your pool has a lot of algae in it because your surface is really rough and you're going to need to resurface your pool. They don't want to hear stuff like that. So just raise the rates to a point where they can't tolerate it. Let them know that they're out of your service area or that because of the, you know, you're overloaded with accounts, you're going to drop 20% of your accounts and they happen to be one of them. However you want to do it, kind of do it with a little bit of, you know, the thought that if it was you in their shoes and someone's like, hey, I'm not doing business with you anymore, how would you take it? What would be the best way you would take that? And it wouldn't be by pointing out the real reason, I think, in most cases. And because in all honesty, I think all of us can't really handle the real truth when someone sells you something. So kind of kind of softening it with the things I mentioned here is probably the best way to do it without getting a bad review left on you know, Google or Yelp. In a lot of cases, people are looking for a reason to leave a bad review, and you don't want to give them any reasons to do something like that. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingperlearning.com. On the banner is a podcast icon. Click on that, and that'll take you to a drop-down menu. I have over 840 podcast recordings, so you can definitely find something there to listen to. And if you want to enhance your business, I have a coaching program. You can learn more on my website, swimmingperlearning.com, or the website, poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.